Tum tum tum. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the safe space. Today, we don't have any time to waste. Today was day one of Rolling Garros. Uh, day one of a Grand Slam, always a great feeling. You know, you know. I'm gonna start off on a on a negative note, uh, real quick. You know what? What I totally forgot about how fucking long these best of five sets for the men's take. They take forever, man. Like they just go on forever, and they're all so bad. They're all so bad. Like none of them can. None of them can. Like just yo, just like winning straights, bro. Like, you're playing against Vaselli, just winning straights. You know what I mean? You're playing against Laszlo Jair, like, just winning straights, bro. Like, why a fourth set? You know what I mean? Because, like, in any other tournament, this is a, a probably a straight sets match, uh, which is two. But when you when it's a best of five, like, before you win your third one, you're probably going to drop one. You know what I Like, oh, my God. And then Khashinov dropping two to start with. And, like, of course he's going to win. So that means we have to play three more. We have to wait for five holes. It's incredible. It's ridiculous, man. It takes so... It's it's too fucking long. They were saying... They were saying, oh, we're thinking about, you know, making the women's the same in the slums? No. the Abolish five-set matches. Seriously. Or, or make it, like, quarterfinals onwards. Like, week two onwards. You know, because in the first round, when it's uh, uh, fuckface versus uh, Mr. No Name, like, no, thank you. Seriously, no, thank you. But uh, but when it's a final, like, let's say, Carlos versus Titipas, or I don't know, I don't know who the fuck. Sure, make it a best. A, a, we, would love a, we would love a best of seven. But in, in, the, in the first round, like, come on, man. Like, really, really, really? We should minimize... The time uh, spent on court with these no names, like none of these guys who played today are winning the winning the title. Maybe Rublev if he really turns it on, but not a single man who played today has uh, even. They're not gonna even gonna sniff the title. You know what I mean? So why do we have to watch them play for four hours? Why? Why waste everybody's time? Bro, some of these matches, like, they take half a fucking day. Just think about that. Half a fucking day, man. And they're no-names. They're bums. Like, bro, I'm sorry, but get the fuck off my screen. It's been four hours and a half. But anyway, day one, it was really fun. It was really fun. Kind of empty. Not too busy. Uh, but when you imagine, like, there's, like, a shit ton of courts, and, like, not everyone's going to be at the same place. You know what I mean? It's not like... You know, when you have, like, a designated night session, like, you know the quarterfinals on, like, no one's going to be, like, outside or just wandering around, etc. So I expect that to improve. I think the feeling of even just watching on TV, like, just seeing a, a fully packed stadium and every point you hear, like, a massive applause and, like, reactions and, like, a <gasps> you know what I mean? Like, that shit is amazing. Anyway, so what we're going to do today, today we're going to talk about the matches. We're going to start off uh sort of reviewing recapping uh you know the matches that took place today and then of course we'll look at tomorrow right 
First off, we're going to start with, and I'm really excited to be bringing it back, we're going to start off with the best thing that I saw today, the worst thing that I saw today, and the craziest thing that I saw today. Former, for, wow, formerly known as uh, the most surprising thing I saw today, but I, I, I felt like I could spice it up a little bit and sort of rename it to the craziest thing I saw today. And you have to pronounce craziest like that, otherwise you're boring. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the okay, and honestly, you know what? There's actually a lot of contenders for each one of these uh, categories from uh, you know, like just from today. And obviously, I'm only going to talk about the women's, uh, uh, you know, for the rest of today's episode, unless I need to rant or you know. But anyway, you get it. Okay. So the best thing that I saw today, believe it, or, believe it or not, was Kaya Mukova. Now, believe it or not, why? Of course it's easy to believe. I was just lying. I was just trying to create some suspense. Of course you believe it. Why wouldn't you believe it? Kaya Mukova, absolutely incredible. Honestly, it was only 7-6-7-5. Last year they played Sakari, like exactly a year ago, in, uh, at the French Open, and it was 7-6-7-6, so this year she improved a little bit. 7-6-7-5. Honestly, Sakari was kind of tough. I mean, not tough, but like... It was a difficult match, and um, Mukova had to be really good in, in some key moments, and she was. Uh, for sure, that was, like, the match of the day. There were, like, you know, a couple other ones, like, for example, Kostrik Sabalenko or Colin Spagula that, you know, could have also been, you know, match of the day. Also, Georgie Cornet, but sort of to a lesser extent. But the best thing I saw today easily has to go to Kaya Mukova. Incredible. Absolutely Incredible. Uh, we'll talk about that match later, but uh, on to the next thing, the worst thing that I saw today. The worst thing that I saw today, it has, it has to be Julie Teichman. It has to be Julie Teichman. Julie Teichman, I mean, this is a this is a proper collapse from Julie Teichman. She won the first, I, I, against, now I know she's the former world number five, but this is Sarah, like this is 2023 Sarah Irani. I know she loves the clay, but this is 2023 Sarah Irani. Okay, this girl, Julie Teichman, won the first set 6-3. And then a couple games into the second set, she goes down 3-1 and then breaks back. And then gets broken again and then breaks back. And then it's 4-4. And then she got hit with the if you don't break, you get broke at the end of the set. It was 4-4. She was returning. Got a break point. Advantage. Uh, advantage. Didn't break. 5-4 uh, Irani. Teichman serving. She got broke. Mm -hmm. One of the most beautiful things in tennis, that sequence. Uh, especially for the set. That is so rough. But anyway, I mean, you're going to a decider against Sara Irani. And you just lose like 6-2. Like you just got bent over 6-2 against Sara Irani. That is, that is now rock bottom for Jilly Teichman. Last year... At the French, she lost to Sloane Stevens, and at the time, I'm sure you did too, we all thought that was bad. But I mean, Sara Irani? That is the worst thing I saw today by far. Uh, there are so, there were other candidates, but like compared to this one, not even close. Not even close. Um, and, the, and here it is, the craziest thing that I saw today. And actually, believe it or not, this uh, result really, 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 really did surprise me. Potapova, 
6-1-6-2 against Taylor Townsend, that actually proper surprised me. Um, I, I feel like for a lot of people, or like just maybe like anyone except for me, really, like see this match, like, yeah, Potspova, like she's, you know, on fire. And like, I'm aware of this, of course. Like, I know she's been really, really good this year. Um, and Taylor Townsend, it's just like, well, okay, it's just, you know, Taylor Townsend. That's r relatively a no name if you're, you know, if you're at a Grand Slam. Um, but no, that was surprising for me. I thought, like, she'd have to, like, go to war, drop a set, like, 6-3, like, 5-7 type shit, and then, you know, 7-6, you know, something like that. I, I expected, like, a lot of drama, and, and I don't know, maybe I was just way off uh, in sort of my expectations. Um, but in reality, no, 6-1, uh, 6-2. Um, you know, also could be a contender for one of the best things that I saw today. Uh, but this was more of a surprise to me. So it's definitely the craziest thing that I saw today. And of course, for each of the categories, the best thing that I saw today, the worst thing that I saw today, and the craziest thing that I saw today, uh, I'll have, you know, some uh, candidates, like top threes, uh, some honorable mentions. And I'm not going to spoil them now. Like, once we go through these matches, uh, you know, one by one, I will sort of announce and let you know that this was... You know, on the short list of either the best thing that I saw today or the worst thing that I saw today or the craziest thing that I saw today. Okay, so to start uh, at the very beginning uh, today, uh, Sabalenka Kostyuk. Now, of course, uh, as I'm sure everyone is aware at this point, uh, Ukraine, uh, Belarus, Russia, etc. Uh, Kostyuk uh, has probably, as she's now like a moral, like, sup I, don't, I don't know, like, just some morality queen or something and, and she's really like like all of her press conferences now and like any like news sort of appearance or headline has nothing to do with tennis at this point just straight politics like yeah i don't respect her uh, it's not that i hate her i just don't have respect for her uh her money her her, her money uh, with all the money that she has she still uh, lets her family live in oppressive states like, I mean, I mean, I'm tired. Are you not? Are you not tired? That's the real question. Like, I'm tired of hearing this. Are you? And not you, the audience. Or, or you, Marta Kostic, I'm asking you. Are you not tired of this? Like, how about you uh, focus on some tennis, eh? Like, ay, ay, ay. You know what? Kostic was actually the first player to break in this match. She went ahead 3-2 in the first set. Sabalenka immediately broke back. And after she broke back Sabalenka, she faced yeah, more break points, and Kostya could have broken again to take the lead at 4-3, um, serv service game pending. Uh, but Sabalenka held, and then she broke, because if you don't break, you get broke. <laughs> what is wrong with me today? And then yeah, Sabalenka served it out 6-3. Second set, 6-2. Too easy. It was this... Uh, what do you... Like, how do you say this? When you have like a high expectation for something and then it just kind of like, it's like all steak, no sizzle. Did I completely butcher that? Did I completely get that wrong? Or all sizzle, no steak? Oh, I think that's I think that's what it is, right? All, all sizzle, no steak. That has to be it. Pretty much what I'm trying to say here is like this, this is like, oh, like uh, I'll bark, no bite. <laughs> type shit like oh my god i got it you like talk the talk but you know she didn't walk the walk that's exactly it oh my god i love these <laughs> i love these these are these are all so good
Okay, that's that's enough of that. Let's be serious. I'd say that uh, Sabalenka didn't. I mean, she Sabalenka played pretty good. She looked pretty good. There is no denying that. But she didn't have to like. Uh, she didn't have to be her absolute best, uh, even though she was in in like very uh, critical moments when like she like sort of absolutely had to like you know deuce games or a thirty all or you know downbreak points something like that. Uh, but Kostic was horrible. Uh, there's, I mean, she was good at the start, but then just horrible throughout the match. Horrible. So many errors. Uh, you can tell that she's not focused. She's unsettled. And yeah, yesterday I like said I, I, I sort of sympathize with her. Like, like just the situation alone must be like, ugh, like just uh, you know very stressful. You're sad. You're angry. Uh, you sort of feel helpless, and you know you still gotta try and play tennis. Like, for that reason, I sympathize. And then, like, when you have to play against a Russian or Belarusian player, and obviously, if you can sort of look at her perspective, how she feels about those people, like, yeah, like, I understand that must be even tougher than just showing up to play tennis regardless who it is, right? Like, like, like any regular day. Um, like, with that, I sympathize. But, like, eh, she's definitely overdoing it. She's definitely overdoing it. And I think... And, like, there's, like, a fine line here. Like, you can disagree. And, of course, oh, the handshake at the end, like... Uh, no, no handshake or racket tap or acknowledgement at the end, uh, which like we, we knew, like she's done it before, Potapova, Miami, for example, like we knew that's the case. Uh, but it's not nice to see. And here's the thing, here's the important. Like I think this is like a fine line. Like I'm sure it's okay to disagree with her. Like, uh, like for example, if I said something like this, I disagree with uh, Marta Kostyuk and her decision to uh, not shake hands with her opponent after a match. I think that's okay to say, um, but would it be crossing a line to say that she's wrong or like that she shouldn't do that? You know what I mean? And and ask f for her to sort of change that or just to not do that or like to stop. You know what I mean? Uh, I think it's a fine line, and I don't really want to get into it. Um, but there's definitely like a lot of layers and levels to this, and honestly, like I. I, I like I see her perspective. I can imagine why she'd be struggling, but she really, really, really is overdoing it. Uh, truly, and I think that's like the worst thing is like this could have been like such a good match, but like the main takeaway is politics. Whatever. Next, Podros. Uh, <laughs> this is funny actually. Podroska versus Ponche. Uh, yesterday we were talking about this match like like it was like a 50-50. Well, I don't think I really said that, but I said it's like kind of like wishy-washy, like, you know. Uh, Podoroshka won 6-love, six 6-2. Six I mean, just how it is. And Ponche or, was one of many French players to receive a bakery product yesterday. We'll talk about uh, maybe a few others later. Alright, here we go. I love this. Loved Storm Hunter. Talking about a qualifier who just won three matches on the grounds, brimming with confidence, momentum, rhythm. Yeah, I said rhythm, not rhythm, because I'm Jamaican. Yeah, I don't. I, <laughs> I really don't know. I, I am so sorry. <laughs> I am. Please forgive me. I do. I don't know what's wrong with me today. Oh my goodness, I am on one. Did you, that was pretty good though. Rhythm. And I said, I'm Jamaican. <laughs> no, no. No, we, we seriously have got to get serious. Um, Storm Hunter, 
versus Nuria Pérez Diaz. Nuria Pérez Diaz um, took the first set 6-4. Honestly, this match throughout was really close, uh, closely contested, tight, and you know, like the line suggested, was a 50-50, uh, spot on. Uh, but I think you know, ultimately, what was it? Storm Hunter was just was just on it. It looks like she had that little bit extra at the end, and and you know, that's that you know qualifier uh, effect really. Um, and yeah, amazing. I love, love, love Storm Hunter. I don't know why. I, I think she's just, for me, like she's exciting. Like she's one of those, I'm sure like a lot of tennis fans, they have like those like lower level like players, not like lower, lower level, like just not like the top five or top 10 or, or the new big three or whatever, but just players like you root for, you know, like I like these players. Uh, Storm Hunter is definitely one of them for me. Just, uh, she's exciting. Seems so friendly and nice. Um, and yeah, not a rat. Uh, she just sort of like gets after it. She just plays, uh, and I love it. Good for her. Uh, Storm Hunter into round two, okay? Uh, another qualifier who was playing against um, non-qualifier, uh, Shimanovic, also like Storm Hunter, lost the first set, and then sets two and three kind of make it kind of made it look easy. Good for her, Shimanovic. Another qualifier into round two. Now this is actually this is actually getting kind of sad, and I don't mean sad as in like pathetic, but actually sad as in like hard to watch and like I feel sorry for you. Like that is, that is so sad, you know. And I know that sounds very sarcastic. And is it ingenuine or disgenuine? Either way, I know it does not sound genuine when I say that, but uh, Zhang Shui, it's getting kind of hard to watch. Um, her post-match press conference, not on court, but, like, in the, you know, media room or whatever, uh, she was crying when asked about, like, China and, like, how she hasn't visited China in three years. She broke down to tears. Uh, clearly, like, she's she's been having, like, a tough time uh, mentally and on court as well. These results are shocking. Uh, losing to... Ma <laughs> also, Magdalena Frech, just, like, um, even though she's Polish, fuck Poland, you didn't hear it from me, um... I love Magdalena Frack, just like Storm Hunter, like, just one of these girls, like, outside, like, the top, like, borderline top 100 players, like, I, I, I love watching her, uh, she's exciting as well, but, uh, with all due respect, losing 6-1, 6-1 to Magdalena Frech is, oof. yeah, head scratcher. This is amazing, um, Rahimova versus Sara Bezlik, Sara Bezlik qualifier. Uh, Rahimova non-qualifier, but unlike Shimanovic and Hunter, this was an unreal mismatch. And it's one of those, uh, you know, like I'm such a hindsight Harry, like, oh my God, like I like after the match or during the match even, uh, when I just knew it was a lock pretty much, I was like, oh man, I can't believe I didn't bet more. Oh, I wish I bet more. You know that feeling? And like, even when you win... Like, you place a bet, you won easily, like, you're not even happy. Like, I'm actually pissed. Why? I should have bet more. I wish I bet more. What a mismatch. Complete line, completely based on public perception. Sarah Bezlik, you know, one of those overhyped, uh, young, promising Czech girls, future superstar... Like, yeah, all of that's true, future superstar, I don't really know about that, but Rahimova, like, come on. What a mismatch, and what a line, what a gift. Uh, Should have bet more. Yeah, 6-love, six 6-3. Six I mean, I think Bezlek held once, and those two games she won were actually... Uh, 
She won three games total. I believe she only held once and actually broke twice. Uh, some like that. Uh, but Rachimova, good for her. Oh, uh, yeah. And Rachimova lost to Alicia Parks last week in Rabat, and that's probably why like this line was like this. Like, oh my God, you lost to Alicia Parks. But it's like Alicia Parks is like here, and like Sarah Bezlik is all the way down here. You know, uh, I know you can't see my hands, but like, you know. Next, Elise Mertens, Miss Consistency. I think she is actually the most consistent player on tour, not Jesse Bagula. Elise Mertens will never lose to a scrub. She will lose to every single top 20 player or, or any player with top 20 potential, but she will never, ever lose to a scrub or a no-name. So Elise Mertens against qualifier, or lucky loser rather, Hrnakova. Also known as formerly Victoria Kuzmova. 6164. You will never catch her losing to no scrub. Uh, this match was painful to watch. I don't really want to talk about it too much. And I told you I was scared. Like, Leila Fernandez can't lose forever. Last year, she made like the quarters uh, here at the French. Not because she's good or anything, but just because. You know, nobody wins every single match and nobody loses every single match either. So, like, Layla had to win one, I guess. Uh, Magda Lynette, <laughs> last year at the French, beat Ons Jabour in the first round. This year at the French, lost to Layla Fernandez in the first round. After making the quarters at the Australian Open, like, just, like, five months ago, that's shame on you, man. Shame on you. Kaya Mukovo. Um, you know, we talked about this beat Sakharin straights. The and this is what I'm about to say here is more about Sakharin, like it tells you more about Sakharin than it does about Kaya Mukova. You ready? Kaya Mukova came back from a breakdown in both sets. Kaya Mukova trailed love three in the first set and love two in the second set and still won in straights. That tells you more about Maria Sakkari than it does Kaya Mukova. What a garbage woman Maria Sakkari is. I've never, ever, ever seen a player with less confidence, less self-belief than Maria Sakkari. I've never seen a human being, no matter what they do, farmer, librarian, milkman, wasteman. A I'm not going to say dogs. I was going to say even dogs, but I'm not going to go there. Sorry, that was too much. I don't mean it. Forgive me, really. I apologize. But I've never seen a human with less confidence and just less conviction and, 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 oh, man, gravitas. Like, oh, my God. Maria Sakri said she wants to be world number one. Come on, man. This was also a, a very painful affair to watch. Wild card versus wild card. Uh, Leolia Jean-Jean versus Kimberly Burrell. Kimberly Burrell, one of those up-and-coming players, uh, this year has been her sort of breakout year. Uh, it was earlier this year, I think in like Mexico or something, she qualified and made quarterfinals and here and there has had some uh, decent results, popping up in like more like 250s, uh, etc. Um, but this was a tough watch. Jean-Jean was up 6-4... Listen to this. Jean-Jean was up 6-4. 4-3. Four, 
4-1 serving. She was up 6-4, 4-1 serving to make it 5-1. But she got broke and then got broke and then broke again at 4-4, served for the match at 5-4, got broke. Went to a tiebreak, lost in the tiebreak from 6-2. The fact that she still went on to win, oh man, I'm sick. This disgusting man okay Alize Cornet versus Camila Georgi also one of the matches that were you know like match of the day contenders uh, I think there was like four of them uh yeah this was like the least match of the day e or ish vibes um but yeah no very straightforward very easy for Camila Georgi for sure uh Xinwen Shang also by the way this was contender for one of the most surprising results. Honestly, I didn't see this coming. 6-3-6-1 against qualifier Zidancic, um, who was the semifinalist here two years ago. 6-3-6-1, um, too easy for Xinwen Sheng. Okay. Xinwen Sheng, last year, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the only player to take a set off Iga uh, at the French last year. Okay, this this was like... I don't put the Pova one the craziest thing that I saw today, but but this was honestly really really close. Clara Towson Sasnovich. Now I know this. Okay, okay. So the score was six two six love. Clara Towson won. Now here here's the best part. Sasnovich led in the first set two one. Up a break, like she was serving for three one. She was up two one with serve in the first set. And never won a game again. Lost fucking 11 games straight. Like you're up a break in the first set. 2-1 serving. And she never won a game again. That's incredible. That's so fucking good. That is so good. Clara Towson just ripped 11 games. Incredible. And then of course Potapova Townsend. Uh, Potapova made it look so easy. The serve was no problem. Yeah, it was just uh, very quick, very straightforward. Uh, love to see that from her, by the way. Like, you know, these kind of results, that's good for her at a slam. She played like one hour max, I think. Like, that's perfect. That's so good. It was a practice match, not even. So easy for, for Potapova. And then, of course, Jilly Teichman losing from a setup to Sara Irani. That's rock bottom. That's the worst thing. <coughs> it's possible it's the worst thing we see all week. Serious? I'm 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 serious. <clears throat> a bit of a surprise, Mar Sharif six three six one over Madison Rengel. Is it even really a surprise? Honestly, it's what the this is one of the matches like these two players. Any result, I'm not surprised. Like any result or sequence or score, you know, like if you tell me six love, six love, I'm not surprised. You tell me seven six six seven seven six, I am not surprised. Like anything. I am not surprised at all. So, yeah, I guess, cool, 6-3, uh, Anna Bondar versus Bigu. Anna Bondar led in the first set 4-2 with serve to make it 5-2. Uh, and then lost four games in a row. I love that. The 4-2 to 4-6, it's... Obviously, the, the worst one ever is the 5-2 to 5-7. That's... that's oof. You know, and don't I don't even want to talk to you about the five love to five seven because that that's just that's not even tennis anymore, and this is obviously a tennis podcast, so I'm not gonna talk about shit like that. But the five two to five seven is really really bad. But the four two to four six, I mean, 
it's like the younger it's like the younger brother but it's still got some kick to it. i mean that that stings man because it's like quicker you know like five two to five seven that's like five games it's like it's like it's a bigger stretch almost but a four two to four six it's it's snappy it's like you were up oh you lost the set like like just like that just like that and then of course six two uh to follow uh arena camilla bigo six four six two now I don't want to say some son of a was on her drugs, but she did beat Katie Volinets six love six one. Honestly, Katie Volinets like her style, her whole game only works against girls her level or worse, or girls her size or smaller. So when she plays against girls that are either bigger than her, or better than her, or both, this is an. Uh, the result to be expected for sure six love six one uh talk about practice okay now oh my god and that was a big sigh i'm sure you heard that sigh okay here we go daniel collins versus jesse pagulo now i'm not gonna say jesse pagula played perfect but I'm not going to say like she's she was garbage. She actually played pretty good. Not perfect, of course. For her, that's actually impossible, I, w I would say. But... Just because I played pretty good, Danielle Collins, honestly, sort of biffed this one. She couldn't hold surf at all at a certain point. Uh, you know, she broke Pagula several times. But just could not hold surf. It was a bit of a tough watch, and then she started missing a lot. Uh, but Jesse Pagula, honestly, she looked pretty solid. She looked like a really good player. Jesse Pagula, watching her play today, had a very good IQ. Like, her decision-making, honestly, is really good. Her anticipation is great. And I, I think that really does give her the upper hand in, against a lot of the players she plays. Um, mentally, she's solid. Errors sometimes creep in. Service game is not the best, but she's very intelligent on court. So, you know, gotta give her that. Credit where credit's due. Faux show. Now, lastly, Big Julie Nemo. Last year was okay. Beat Kvitova in Madrid. Not a good year for her at all, but she definitely has a lot of promise. Like, she's got game, for sure. Uh, but just needs to get right she's she has the potential to be really really good and really scary um but against castle kino is a bit a bit straightforward i'd say six three six four for castle kino castle kino is through to the second round <laughs> okay so now really quickly we can look at some very early uh round two matchups so from today uh mukova will face Podoroshka in the second round, Sara Irani versus Irina Bigu, and then the winners of those uh, will face off in the third round. So for Mukova, uh, Podoroshka should be pretty straightforward for her. And then in the third round, looks like she'll most likely be facing Bigu, who will only have to beat Sara Irani, something Julie Teichman couldn't do. And Mukova versus Bigu is actually a rematch. Was it Madrid or Rome? I think Madrid. And Bigu actually beat Mukova in straight, so that could be interesting. 
Um, but honestly, I think here at a slam and the way Mukova played today, I don't think that's a result that can be replicated for Bigu, but could be interesting. Leila Annie Fernandez versus Clara Towson. Uh, and the winner faces either Jean Jean or Avanesian or Bencic. That match, uh, Jean Jean's opponent is still unknown. Um, but looks like it'll be most likely Bencic, uh, who plays Avanesian tomorrow. Um, Bencic Jean Jean looks like it's going to be Bencic. And then Bencic uh, versus Leila Annie or Clara Towson. Honestly, if it's Cl uh, Clara Towson, could be interesting for sure. And then, uh, you know, if Bencic makes it through and Mukova makes it through Podroshka and Bigu, that's going to be a fourth round Bencic Mukova. Pretty exciting stuff. Samsonova's through to the second round. Her opponent remains unknown. It'll either be Pavly Uchenkova or Linda Furvetova. Mayor Sharif, through to the second round, is going to face Potapova. Uh, the way Potapova played today and Mayor Sharif being Mayor Sharif, that's going to be a, uh, you'd think, uh, a pretty straightforward Potapova win as well. Uh, but after that, for Potapova, it does get tricky. It'll either be Samsonova or Pavlyuchenkova or Fruvratova in the third round. Mm -mm -mm. Elise Mertens is through to the second round. Gets either lucky loser Maria Camilo Osorio Serrano. Uh, seems to be a huge fan favorite, crowd favorite at the moment. She plays Anna Bogdan um, in the first round as a lucky loser. That's honestly a tough draw for both players, I'd say. That's a 50-50 for sure. Interesting to see what the lines look like. But then the winner gets Elise Mertens in the second round. Mm -mm -mm. Uh, Camilla Georgie is through to the second round and she'll face Jesse Pagula. Now that's a popcorn match and it's funny because both of their first round matches were also popcorn matches. Of course, Georgie beating uh, Alizé Cornet and Jesse Pagula beating Danielle Collins. Mm -mm -mm. Could be good. And Storm Hunter is through to the second round or her opponent is unknown. It'll either be Svitsalina or Martina Trevisan. Wow, that's Lokia, a good first round. Kasatkin is through to the second round. Her opponent will either be Vondrusova or Alicia Parks. Uh, Shinwen Shang awaits either Putin Seva or Zanevska. Magdalena Frech versus Kamila Rachimova. Now, that's honestly a, a good match because it's like they're the same level, you know? Like, these are, they're both like 250 girls, you know? So that's pretty good. And as, uh, as I said for Sabalenka, her toughest match in her first four matches will be her first match. Uh, next, you got Shimanovic, the qualifier, who beat Udvardi. Uh, so that's like the buy one, get one, right? Well, you win one game, you'll you'll win the other. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's that. Now, let's look at tomorrow. Okay, so tomorrow, 24 matches. 24 matches tomorrow. Men's and women's. Yesterday or today rather we only had 20 each so 40 total tomorrow 48 so it's gonna be what it, what seems to be a much busier day hopefully those atp bitches don't fucking take forever to finish their matches there were a ridiculous amount of five setters today and a lot of unnecessary four setters yeah i'm looking at tt pass and rublev etc anyway let's get straight to it first up kayla day Oh, wow. Kayla Day. Qualifier versus Kiki Mladenovic. Kiki Mladenovic, obviously, um, veteran of the tour, 
super washed up. More of a doubles player now, if anything. Um, won the doubles last year here at the French Open with Carol Garcia. Um, versus Kayla Day, former U.S. Open girls champion uh, in juniors. Uh, like I said, qualifier. She's a minus 475 favorite. Minus five and a half games in Kiki Mladenovic. I mean, look, it's a fair line. If you're a real tennis fan, you're going to bet Kiki Mladenovic plus 330. And just forget about it. You don't expect it to come back. You don't expect any kind of return on this investment. It's just for, for the vibes. I don't suggest that. But I think that's what I'm going to do. Next, Kaya Kanepi versus Madison Keys. Um, Madison Keys' general rule of thumb, if you if you want to talk about Madison Keys, only bet her when she's playing in the U.S. I mean, it's very simple. Fra Paris is not in the U.S., uh, so you don't bet her. But Kaya Kanepi has been shocking. Proper shocking. I think her time has come to, to the end. To, wow, her time is coming to an end. Uh, but this is an unbettable match given the lines. Uh, keys is minus five games, minus 400. I mean, it's just ridiculous, I think. Just ridiculous, this line. You can't bet Medicine Keys minus five against a beast slayer, a spoiler. Especially she's outside the US. And you can't back Kai Kanepi in any capacity either. Because uh, she's a washed up ogre. Yeah, I said it. Here we go. Very interesting line. Annette. Contavate versus Bernardo Pera. Now, Bernardo Pera just last week in Strasbourg lost to Clara Burel, and I don't even know what to make of that. I love Clara Burel, the, the little fr French girl. That sounds really bad when I say it. Um, but Bernardo Pera lost her, and she was like super erratic, this girl, Bernardo Pera. Also in Strasbourg, she beat Kimberly Burel and Sophie Chang from the U.S., in Rome, she lost in the first round to Turenko. In Madrid, she got the treatment from Iga Świątek. Uh, was actually up a break, I think, in the first set. Something like that. Uh, and beat Tatiana Maria also uh, in Madrid in the first round. Um, now, Bernardo Pera here is the slightest of favorites against Annette Contavate. Uh, Annette Contavate, we saw her in Madrid uh, against Mukova in the first round. Decent match. Shame Contavate. Wasn't really up to the standards. Didn't look uh, too good, to be honest. Um, in Rome, she beat Alicia Park 6-1-6-1. But then lost to Samsonova 6-3-6-3. I think there is some hope here. I don't know how you wouldn't slam this line. And that's Contivate. Uh, again, public perception. Bernardo Pera uh, is slightly, I think, overrated uh, in the eyes of the public. And I think Annette's Contivate now, it's like everyone believes she's washed up garbage and you know this is like a buy low sell high kind of deal and this is definitely buying low for sure i'm such a finance bro seriously i mean i can give all kinds of advice truly nastia pavlichenkova versus linda fruvitova uh pavlichenkova i think is a bit too big of a favorite here. Minus 345, my, minus four and a half games. Uh, I know I've been saying Linda Fruvitova ain't shit and her results uh, 
lately kind of proved that. But that's a lot of games, to be honest. Uh, Pavlichenkov and Straits as well, I would not trust it. Uh, for Vitova to win a set, I would not trust it. I wouldn't want to bet for Vitova at all. But Pavlichenkov, I think, just here a little uh, overpriced, maybe for winning a couple games in Strasbourg. Uh, beat a no-name in the first round, but then beat Magdalenet 6-3, 6-2 in the second round, and then lost to Lauren Davis from 6-1 up in the quarters um but yeah is pavlichenkova back yeah a little bit but like is she though you know i mean in rome she lost to ego six love six love so but linda Fruvitova, on the other hand uh, just this past weekend robot lost to an absolute no name who won her first match in the wta main draw in i think nine years boyu chukachai from turkey seven five six four uh, in Rome, lost to Elena Gabriela Rus, 6-1, 6-love. In Madrid, 6-love, six 6-3 six to Ostapenko. She's been uh, receiving the treatment a little bit, Linda, this girl, Linda. Um, so I guess the line kind of makes sense, but I think it's just too big. Too big. Can't bet that. Can't bet that. Diana Yastremska, you know what I'm saying. Plus 160. Qualifier against Donna Vekic. That's, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Diana Yastremska plus 160. Yes, please. Loki match of the day contender? Question mark. Yes. Karolina Pliskova versus Sloane Stevens. Another definite match of the day contender. Sloane Stevens last year out of nowhere made a decent run on clay okay guy this is her best surface no doubt there's no question this is her best surface uh contrary to popular belief uh pliskova you'd think this would be her worst surface and i mean it is but honestly she's been playing well i mean if you look at pliskova in stuttgart she was incredible uh took a set off ego something sabalenka couldn't do um but in rome lost to bondar seven six six two uh, didn't play Madrid in between. But honestly, give me some Pliskova. Minus 145, I don't care. Yeah, I'll bet it. Putintseva versus Zanevska. <sighs> tricky. Putintseva can, can, can be kind of tricky, and Zanevska's, I think, very streaky, but she's very capable on clay. And so is Putintseva when she's on her day. So this... I think it's like too much of a gamble either way. Like you don't really know what's going to happen. Um, yeah. I just realized I haven't been talking about head-to-heads at all so far. Uh, really quick, just for the matches that we talked about. Keys 2-1 and one against uh, Kaya Kanepi. All on hard court. Actually, I lied. They played on uh, red clay in Madrid in 2015, eight years ago. Uh, Kanepi won two other meetings in the U.S. on hard court. I'm telling you, Madison Keys won 6-3-6-3 at the U.S. Open 2017 and 6-love-7-5 2021 Indian Wells. USA, USA. That's Madison Keys. That's the only time to ever bet her, man. Don't bet her when she's playing in France. What? Bernardo Pera Contivate, it's 1-1. One one. Last year, Bernardo Pera beat her in straights in Hamburg on the clay. And also last year, Contavate beat her at Wimble in Wimbledon. 
Parvichenko Frovetova first meeting. Yastremska Donna Vekic. Yastremska is three and one against Donna Vekic, and she's plus one sixty as a qualifier. <sighs> but uh, their last meeting, which was last year, Vekic won six love six two, but it was on grass. Um, three years ago, Yastremska won six four six three in Adelaide outdoor uh, hard. Um, and also, I believe in Russia, seven six six two in two thousand nineteen, indoor hard. Mm -hmm. Plushkova Stevens Stevens leads the head to head 4-1 Their last meeting Two years ago here at Roland Garros Sloan Stevens 17561 And the WTA finals Four years Five years ago uh, Plushkova won the first set 6-love And then lost the match uh, <laughs> And Clay also five years ago uh, On Clay, sorry Plushkova won 6-2, Five years ago, though. Um, yeah. I don't love that for Plushkova, but I'm feeling this one. The Ice Queen. She's the true Ice Queen, not Rybakina. Rybakina is a princess, but, I mean, the Ice Queen? Come on. That's good. I can't say no to that. Sorry. Sloane Stevens, only minus 145. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, thank you. Belinda Bencic, minus six games against Elena Avanesian. No, thank you. Next. Vivi Gorsheva versus Dalma Golfi. Honestly, Vivi Gorsheva has sort of fell on my eyes a little bit, and she's minus 300 against Dalma Golfi. Dalma Golfi, yeah. No, thank you. Next. Diana Schneider versus Rebecca Marino. Rebecca Marino has been playing a lot of tennis for a washed-up old lady. What? Diana Schneider, um... College tennis superstar. I forget what school. Uh, but minus 200 here against Rebecca Marino. I think it's too much. It's too much for me. I think minus three and a half against like an experienced player at a slam. I think it's too. I mean, I'd love to see it happen. But for me, it's too much. It's a pass. But I'm rooting for it. She's exciting to watch. Very unique. Love her style. Vondrusova minus six and a half against Alicia Parks. Now, this is... This is a massive overreaction. Vondrusova always injured, by the way. Always hobbled. And Alicia Parks is... Alicia Parks, like... Like, if she's on, like, plus six and a half, you're so funny. But, of course, it's very possible. You know, she lost 6-2, six, 6 left to Bronzetti just last week. So, I mean, maybe the line makes sense. <laughs> I don't know, but it's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, it's one of those, like... if you, Okay, let's say you bet Vondrusova minus six and a half. You will either look like a complete idiot or an absolute genius. No in-between at the end of the match. And same applies for Alicia Parks. You bet her plus 6 or plus 780 to win. You either look like the biggest idiot in the world or you're Einstein's cousin. Seriously, man. So, which one is it going to be for me? No, thanks. Uh, thank you, next. Uh, Bolsova versus Kristina Kukova. Honestly, this line is too big, but Kristina Kukova is probably one of the worst players on tour at the moment. She's only here because of protected ranking. Um, I actually had a chat with her last year in Dubai. Uh, she was super nice, super cool, just a, you know, regular person, super down to earth, super chill, uh, just talking, laughing, just casual, doesn't talk to you like she's better than you because i mean she probably isn't <laughs> no that's bad that's really bad of me but no she was super chill but just 
I mean, you're super cool and all, and I enjoy talking to you. But, like, I'm not gonna bet on you to win. I mean, you're, you're, she's pretty bad. She's pretty bad. Um, against Bulsova, who's 100% a clay court uh, player, um, this is her surface. She is a bit washed up. I mean, she's not at the level that Kukova... Like, Kukova has a way higher ceiling than Bolsova, but it's just not on for uh, Christina Kukova at the moment. So, yeah, no, thank you. That's that's a really ugly match. Wow. Tatiana Maria versus Bia Haddad Maya. Uh, talk about ugly matches. Wow, no, thank you. Not even not even going to look at that. That's so disgusting. Two completely different kind of rats, but they're both definitely rats. Low-key banger, Peyton Stearns versus Katarina Sinyakova. Sinyakova plus 185? I mean, okay, I know Peyton Stearns is cool, she's strong, she's tough. She's she's feisty, she can play. Devastating forehand, amazing counterpuncher. But Sinyakova plus 185? What? That's, that's worth at least one unit. I must say. Elina Svitolina versus Martina Trevisan. It's a 50-50. I'm saying Martina Trevisan. I'm saying Martina Trevisan. Uh, they're, they're, you know, it's a complete pick-em. Minus 110. Svitolina just won Strasbourg. Talked about Ukraine for 20 minutes. Uh, yeah. Martina Trevisan. I must say, though, Martina Trevisan did withdraw. Has been, like, retiring a lot lately, mid-match. Uh... Which is a bit concerning. By the way, how bad are some of these matches tomorrow? Holy f fuck, man. Trevisan and Svitolina have actually never met before. Um, so this is interesting. Martina Trevisan at least worth two units, I would say. At the very least. Carol Garcia versus Shio Wang. No, thank you. Uh, honestly, Shio Wang plus four to win a set. Carol Garcia from what i can remember never does well in france and she wang i think like she's kind of like tough enough to i think she's headstrong you know like she's mentally tough enough to sort of you know deal with the crowd etc um low-key baller as well carol garcia like she's so garbage i can't believe this line honestly but at the same time i do ostapenko minus 800 Honestly, you never see Ostapenko minus 800 against anyone. Uh, an 18 and a half game seems super low, but Teresa Martinsova, her opponent, has been shocking as of late. Talk about always hobbled, etc. Uh, that one's going to be a pass, but I'm excited to see Ostapenko's first match. Of course, she won here in 2017, 19, 18, something like that. Katya Alexandrova versus Vicky Tomova. Um... That's honestly a pretty good match. Tomova, also a huge fighter. Very fun to watch. Very intense. Uh, full of confidence. Love her energy. Um, Katya, hate her energy, but love her tennis. Love her backhand. Uh, top 5 backhand on tour. Top 5 return of serve on tour as well. Uh, Katya Alexandrova, but also very wishy-washy. That's going to be actually a, a pretty good match to watch and to follow. Interested to see how good... Uh, each player can play, I guess. Um, 
But Katya minus three fifty, minus four and a half games. Uh, for now, before I jump in on Katya, I would just like to watch. Thank you. Blinkova Bonaventura. Okay, next. Uh, now Habino versus Annalena Fritzem. Next, bro. How bad are these matches? Some of these, these are. There are so many bad matches tomorrow. So many, like pro, like, wow. Kudermetova Shmidlova. Wow, wow. But it's only like, this is one of those matches that it's it's gonna be super close. I feel like. Like, they're, they're about to go to war, I feel like. Kudermetseva versus Anna Karolina Shmidlova. Kudermetseva is minus 1,200 and minus 6.5 games over under 18. This is going three. This is going This is going to hit 30 games, I think. More than 30. This is like a 6-4-7-6-6-4-6-7-7-5 type match, I think. Petro Kvitova versus Elisabetta Kosireto. Now, this is interesting. This is very interesting. Elisabetta Kosireto, that's a tough, ratty first-round opponent for anyone in the world. Anyone who has to face Elisabetta Kosireto, I am sorry. But the lines kind of reflect that. And, like... Is this a trap? Like, I never really think this... But, like, is this a trap or is, like, everyone overthinking? And do I just have to not overthink it and just bet Kivetova minus 125 against Elisabetta Kosireto? Right? I mean, is there something we don't know here? Last we've seen of Kivetova was when she embarrassingly lost to Big Julie Nemo 7661 in Madrid. Didn't play Rome. Withdrew uh, at the last second in Stuttgart. And then obviously before that she won Miami. Beat Rebakan in straights, Kirstea in straights. Mm -mm -mm. I mean, come on, what is this? What is this line? Someone tell me. Cosiretto in Rome beat Lauren Davis 6-3-6-11 in the first round. Second round lost 6-4-6-4 to Potapova in Madrid. Beat Str uh, Barbora Strikova. What a legend, by the way. 6-3-7-6 in the first round. Not a good score. And then lost to Bedosa in three sets. How bad is Bedosa, man? Dropping sets to fucking Cosireto. I'm going to do it out of principle. Just out of principle, I have to. You know? Like, just how you only bet Madison Keys when she's in the U.S. Uh, Petra Kvitov against a piece of shit player. Minus 125, you bet her. Yeah, if it's a trap, I'm walking in. I'm strapped the fuck up. Now the question is, are you gonna hold my hand and walk with me or or no? That's that's a real question. Um Last match, Simona Walter versus Ellie Mandlik. Ellie Mandlik a slight favorite. Now for a Grand Slam, a lot of these matches are really giving like 125k or like a shitty ass 250 in Slovenia kind of vibes. Like this this matchup is straight out of Potoroš or, or Gdynia or something. You know, something in Serbia or Croatia or something. Or whatever, wherever Gdynia is. Am I even saying it right? Gdynia. What is Gdynia? But honestly, I'm, I'm really, really put off at how shocking some of these matchups are. And when there's like 24 matches, like you have to be selective. But like, I feel like 
<laughs> if I played what I really liked, I think there's like f four and a half bets I like. Out of 24. It's, no, these matches are really bad. These matches are really bad. But there are some matches that I passed on that I, I'm not looking to bet. But I am looking forward to watching, such as, for example, Zanevska Putinseva, uh, Katya Alexandrova Tomova, Ostapenko Martinseva, etc. I think those will, you know, there's some fun watches, but in my eyes, unbettable. For example, how will Belinda Bencic look? Stern's Nyakova, for example. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know what it is? That is all for today. This has been The Safe Space. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your continuous support. I really appreciate all of you. Thank you for letting me be a part of your day. As always, best of luck to us. And I'll see you guys tomorrow.